on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. Ay, ay, ay. What's a guy got to do to get an extra base hit? The Brewers fall 2-1. to one. They now have 13 hits in the series. All 13 hits are singles. They have scored one run in 18 innings, and the only run scored tonight was on a bases-loaded walk. The offense is on life support, and if they're going to pull off a run, if they're going to pull off a playoff shocker, games like tonight make you think there's no chance that that would happen. 31 games to go now. What's it going to be for the Brewers? They're 69 and 62. Looking up at the out-of-town scoreboard right now here at Chase Field. The Phillies are losing. That's good news. They're getting stopped by the Giants 12-0. But the Padres behind you, Darvish, blanking the Dodgers 7-0. So at the end of the day, the Brewers aren't going to gain any ground. And a reminder, we'll say it till we're blue in the face. The Brewers do not have the tiebreaker on either San Diego or Philadelphia. And if you're wondering why I didn't mention St. Louis, well, they shut out the Cubs 8-0. They're up 3-0, like eight batters into the game. The the Central, for my money, is gone. It's not even looking at St. Louis anymore. All All the marbles are in the wild card. And at this point, seeing games like tonight makes you think, well, where, where is it going to flip? When's it going to change? What does it need to be? What needs to be done for the Brewers to get back on track? The team hasn't hit a home run since Tuesday, which is what they live and die by. If they're not drawing walks, they're generally hitting homers, and they drew a ton of walks on Wednesday, the finale against the Pirates. Then they get shut down yesterday by Merrill Kelly and the and the Diamondbacks, and then here tonight they get shut down by old friend Zach Davies. They get a ton of hits. But nothing loud. No extra base hits in the whole series. I want your thoughts as well. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to come in and participate, you can text me. You can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. A few folks have done so already. I was here at Chase Field tonight. And for the Brewers, they actually had a really solid amount of fans here as well, which to be expected, of course, Arizona the home for spring training for the Brewers, and a lot of Midwesterners make their way down here to the Valley of the Sun. I mean, even in the seventh inning stretch, you know, root, root, root for the Brewers was the call, not the D-backs. It's a fun environment for the Brewers to play in, but yet they just can't get over the hump. And how many times have we had to say that this season? Oh, they just can't get the hit. They're not getting the hit. Not only that, they're just not giving themselves opportunities with the hit. We've talked about it plenty. They're in the bottom five in all of baseball for fewest plate appearances with runners in scoring position. Now, a lot of that has to do with the amount of home runs that they hit. But at the same time, having a league average runners in scoring position rate on top of just not getting that much with runners in scoring position, you will have days like these last few days where the offense just completely disappears. And against good pitching like you've seen with Arizona so far, Zach Davies' changeup was on tonight. And for Brewers fans that are complaining, oh, they let Zach Davies shove against the Brewers. Look, he was an important piece of the Brewers in the late 10 and 18, 19. But for, the, for Davies, he's pitching very, very well since coming off the injured list. And the changeup was working, and he gave it to the bullpen, which has been the biggest Achilles heel all season long for the Diamondbacks. They almost blew it, but the Brewers could not get the big hit. In total tonight, the Brewers left 11 runners on base. 
11. And despite go- leaving 11 runners on base, they were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Granted, they had two walks with runners in scoring position. 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position, which means on the series, they're a combined 0 for 4 in the two games. Once again, back to the point. They're just not getting plate appearances with runners in scoring position. And, for, and that compounds the fact that they're not cashing in overall. What are your thoughts? 855-616-1620. We can look ahead to 2023 if you want. I'm not ready to do that yet. But also, the Brewers, this is going to be kind of the same core going into next year if you do want to peak at 2023 already. Adamas will be back. Renfro will be back. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta will be back. Williams will be back. Urias set to be back. Garrett Mitchell. Bryce Terang will be placed on the 40-man roster this offseason. It's going to be a very similar core next year, so I wonder where does the offense come from? What needs to change between now and about a month plus from from uh, the end of the season, October 5th? Only three more off days. So it's not like you can even have a full reset button. Obviously, the next off day, off day will come next Monday, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday for the next time the Brewers to get a quick breather at the end of this 18 games in 17 days. But for the Brewers, I don't know if an off day is the answer to their uh, woes right now. It's the offense. It's all about the offense, and it's ice, ice, ice cold right now in the Valley of the Sun. We're going to take your texts. We're going to take your calls. We're going to take your tweets. We're also going to have Vinny Rotino join us, the former Brewer. More to come after news. Brewers X ratings just going. We'll be with you all the way for an hour until 1 a.m. back in Milwaukee, right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers fall by a 2-1 final score in Game 2 of 4 from the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620 if you want to participate with us here on the show. We're going to have Vinny Rotino join us right now. Just wrapped up his post game on Valley Sports. Former Brewer, of course. And Vinny, I mean, how many times have we played this song, right, where the Brewers need to get the hit, they don't get the hit, and here we are sitting in a game where they score less than three runs and a game that the pitching clearly outperformed the offense and deserved a better fate than what they ended up getting. Too many times is the answer to that question, Dom. I mean, they... It's hard to watch. Is at the end of the day, it's like it's. I guess it's not hard to watch. It's just frustrating because this team is squandering their opportunity to get into the postseason. They're now three and a half games back of the San Diego Padres, which again is four and a half games because they don't own the tiebreaker. Um, and they just somehow, some way, have to turn this thing around, and they have to do it like tomorrow. Um, I just. I just don't know if they can. It's just the team is just too inconsistent with their at bats. And again, it, it doesn't seem like they have much life or energy or just any kind of want or drive to really to really get it done. Um, I think I think the the song that we've been hearing way too much of is allowing a starter to settle into their start and then execute pitches, and then the Brewers just have empty at bat after empty at bat. Um, 
again, I don't know what it's going to take at this point. You know, maybe a bunt hit. I mean, Jace Peterson opened the floodgates against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates by laying down a bunt. Bunt was thrown away, and then and then the Brewers ended up scoring runs for those next two games. And it was literally a bunt that was misplayed by the Pirates that made it happen. I'm not saying that that's what they need to do. I'm just saying something needs to to kind of prime this offense because I don't, I don't have an answer. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw Rowdy Telez try to bunt against the shift earlier in this game. We saw guys trying a conscious effort to go to the opposite field, and even that's not working. You know, it's it's not – and even Willie Adamas, right, he hits a liner in that ninth inning, and yeah. of the hits, that was probably the hardest ball he hit on the night. Instead, he lines it right to the shortstop, and it nearly turns into a heartbreaking double play. But it it, it feels like the Brewers – and this is just me observing, it just feels like collectively they're out of gas. You know, the, the games have caught up to them, the amount of close games. We talk about the amount of close games catching up to the bullpen. It can wear on an offense, too, of just like, oh, here we go again, another tight game, and everyone gets tighter, and your knuckles turn white, and then your you know your neck gets tense. And Does that make sense? Does that happen yeah. when you're like, oh, here we go again? A hundred percent, Tom. I talk about it all the time. You know, hitting is contagious. Well, not hitting is contagious also, right? So um, you see your teammates go up there and just get basically carved up by Zach Davies. And Zach Davies has been pitching really well all year long. Um, but this but this Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen has not, and they're getting carved up by them as well. Um and so, yes, you see your teammates go up there and then basically take a take a 180 turn back to the dugout at bat after a bat after a bat. And it, it is it's it's demoralizing a little bit. Um, you feel like a little bit defeated before you even walk up there. That's what's happening to this group. Yep. Mike in Colorado, uh, one of our most loyal texters here on Brewers Extra Innings. You can text as well, 855-616-1620 on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mike says... This Brewers team is doing its best impression of Groundhog Day. Pretty much exactly what we were just saying. What more can be said about these players than hasn't been already said time and time again? You're absolutely right, Mike. Here we are again. And not to be just totally negative on the point, but Eric Lauer, you can't waste a zero-walk great start by Eric Lauer in the way the Brewers just did. He had really, really good stuff going tonight. Getting swings and misses, working on the corners, zero walks against a team that draws a lot of walks was wasted and put down the drain today. Yeah, and so a lot of people talk about, you know, hey, they need to be able to score. And I've said it too. They need to be able to score runs without hitting a homer. But they haven't hit a home run in three games, and they haven't scored runs. So um, that's what they need. They actually need a home run. They need, they need at this point, someone to step up and, and, and crush a ball into the seats, and that could prime the offense. And like you said, it wasted a start from Eric Lauer, six and two-thirds. I mean, he was pounding the zone, 88 pitches only, which will set him up nicely for his next start to, to have only thrown 88 pitches. Um, he only made a couple of mistakes. He had four hits in a row in that fifth. Uh, but really, those two doubles hurt him, and then that next base hit by Jake McCarthy – uh, but they did a great job of limiting the damage. So there, there is silver linings to this whole thing. I thought the defense really played well. Willie Adamas, such a heads-up play. Jace Peterson, su- such a heads-up play by covering second on that ball that Colton Wong kind of booted on that double play ball. Um, man, it just seems like Jace Peterson and Willie Adamas are, are showing up lately. Um, the rest of the guys need to do so as well. 
And Hunter Renfro had his hitting streak uh, snapped tonight. He had come in with an eight-game hitting streak. Or I beg your pardon, he did get a bloop single there in the seventh inning. Yeah. Uh, but for for uh, the, the Brewers, it, it's just singles, man. Like, Have yeah. you ever seen a stretch like this, 13 hits, all of them singles in this series? No, I haven't. And, you know, again, they need to they need to just hit a homer. I, I, I hate to say it. I don't want them swinging for the fences. I want to see them have quality at-bats. But, you know, you can see what happens when this team goes into a homer drought. They, they, they literally have scored one run in the last 18 innings against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that was via a walk with the bases loaded. So, um Tough at bat for Jace Peterson. I thought he's actually, I thought he's actually really in that at bat. You know, he just looked like he was gonna, you know, do something positive there. It was a tough at bat. It was ended up being that um, that slider up in the zone that he that he had to swing at. Um, it was kind of a backup pitch that was not where uh, who was that Nelson Kyle Nelson wanted yeah. that pitch, and uh, that was the that was the at bat of the game that. Brewers only getting one run right there. That was the at-bat of the game. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for Jace. In that rally, kind of formed out of nowhere. The first two batters struck out in that inning against Davies, Garrett Mitchell and Colton Wong, and then Adamas lines a single into left field. Then the walk. Then they go to the bullpen for left on left. Telez works a great walk. Then that's when Nelson completely lost control with back-to-back walks to bring home a run. And then uh, Jace with a so bad it's good slider to get him to strike out and end that inning. We got plenty more to come here on Brewers Extra Innings. Your texts are rolling in. Your tweets are rolling in as well at Dom underscore Catron. Also, you can text us, 855-616-1620. We'll be with you until 1 a.m., so stay up late with us. Let's vent about the Brewers. Let's try to figure things out here. 31 games to go and didn't make any progress in the wild card race. More to come on Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall 2-1 to the Diamondbacks, and they have dropped the first two of four games in this series. I'm Dominic Catronio. Vinny Rettino is still on the line with us. And if you want to join in, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can call us. You can text us. You can also tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. I got a great text here, Vinny, and it's absolutely honest and the truth and I want to read it because I really like it from Gino in South Milwaukee. It's time to stop pretending like things are going to magically turn about. They are who they are. We are 131 games in. They are a boom or bust team that doesn't go boom enough. There is not one batter on this team that other teams fear. I disagree with that part. They are a sub-500 team that had a 15-7 and month of April. That part I also disagree with. I think they're better than a 500 team. I do think they have a couple of hitters that, that teams fear, Roddy Telez and Hunter Renfro. The problem is when they get cold, they get very, very cold. Granted, Renfro's on a good stretch right now, but for... What, out of that statement, how much do you like? Do you don't like? Do you agree with? Do you disagree with, Vinny? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you with what you agreed with there. I think, I, I think this team is better than what they're playing. Obviously, uh, so best stretch in franchise history in the first 50 games, best start in the first 50 games in franchise history with a 33 and 17 record. First 50 games, and then they got hurt. They have all those pieces back that obviously Josh Hader's not on the team anymore, but they have all the pieces back except uh, Aaron Ashby. So the pitching is intact. The bullpen 
is intact. The bullpen's pitching well. The offense is the, is the thing that's been struggling, obviously. Um, the the bats that aren't feared. Um, I mean. They they don't have that lineup anchor, right? And so the, I thought that Rowdy Telez was going to kind of step up and be that guy and really develop at the big league level this year. He's just been kind of like a, you know, a slightly above average first base producer or, or right around average probably. He's right right around 800 OPS with a, with a handful of homers, you know, 20, 26 homers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what you said, Dom, with how you're going to have a bunch of guys back and who's going to hit, I think all these guys are going to continue to develop at the big league level. I think they're going to learn from these struggles and learn from the inconsistencies of them. Um, but that's next year. <laughs> uh, but I think that this year I kind of – I don't know. I, I'm just – I'm a little shell-shocked at these last two games, Dom, that I don't even really yeah. know how to answer that last question. All right. Well, we appreciate that. But for the <laughs> Brewers moving forward with – Madison Bumgarner going tomorrow. Zach Gallen going on Sunday. I I mean, with only 31 to go, I am very ready and comfortable saying that tomorrow, going against one of the worst pitchers in the second half, Madison Bumgarner, is a must-win game. In my opinion, I have no problem saying that is a must-win game tomorrow for the Brewers to just show life, show that they got something in the tank to take on a guy that's got an over-six ERA in the second half. Yeah, you got to show the life, right? I mean, because that's the thing that's going to turn this thing around. The thing that's going to turn this thing around is the life, the energy, just the fight. I, I just don't see that from this group. I don't see any sense of urgency. I see a lot of defeated body language, or def, you know, and defeated at bats. I get it. I've been there. I've I've lived that life. I've lived that a lot, right? I've had. Similar, I've been on similar teams where you just don't feel like you, anyone can get a hit. No one can, you know, we can't muster a win type of thing. And they just have to somehow, you know, almost fake it till you make it. Um, and just really someone's got to step up and just say, you know what, I'm going to put this team and this offense on my back and come up with something huge. We saw Keston here do that at the home, in the homestand. Um, if it happens – you know, great. Just build off of it. I, I agree it's a must win. But, again, I, I think they, they need to show something. They need to show some energy and some fight. I do want to put a little bit of respect on the Diamondbacks' name. Now, that doesn't mean the Brewers aren't a better team than them, which I think they're very similar in how they're built. But the Diamondbacks' record, as we've been saying for a while, they're now 63-68. and 68. That's only five games under five hundred in a division in which the team in first place could win 110 games, right? Like, the, the Dodgers have had their number this year, and the Padres have had their number this year. They have been fantastic against just about everybody else. So they're combined 5-18 and 18 against the Dodgers and the Padres, which means, you know, you do the math real quick, that's 13 games under against them. That means they're an over 500 team against everybody else. So let's put a little bit of respect on what the Diamondbacks have been doing. We talked about Zach Gallen going on Sunday. He was just named Pitcher of the Month for August. And they've called up all these rookies. They've called up these young spark plugs. They finished August 16 and 12. Okay? And they were even over five. They were right around 500 through May this year. They were hanging around. This team has some spunk, has some energy of being a spoiler right now. And let, let's be honest, like you said, this team looks defeated. The Brewers does looks defeated. The, the Diamondbacks are obviously playing with house money since they know they're not going to the postseason. The Brewers have kind of lost that energy of, well, you know, 
we got to play for our lives. Let's play loose. We get to be the chaser. None of the pressure's on us. But it feels like they're playing like the team that has the pressure on them. Yeah, you know, like you said, the Diamondbacks are 8-2 and two in their last 10 as well. Um, so they do have a bunch of exciting players. Look, the Padres play this Diamondbacks team seven more times, as well as the Dodgers eight more times. So it's, you know, and, you know, the Padres beat the Dodgers tonight pretty handily. But, you know, there's a chance that the Brewers could, could you know, catch the Padres based on the, how tough the Padres' schedule looks. It's a moot point if the Brewers can't score. Um, but so, yeah, again, to your point, the life, the energy, got to see it tomorrow. Um, and, and Madison Bumgarner is just the guy to prime that offense, and hopefully they can uh, beat him and then take that into, game, into that last game against Zach Gallon, which will be a tall task. And to have Corbin Burns on the mound tomorrow, which is always yeah. helpful. Yeah, so Bur- Burns, Burns, he's... Burns, he's definitely struggled in his last three. Look for a bounce-back game from him. I mean, he's given up 12 earned runs in the last 15 and a third. That's um, spanning his last three starts. Um, so I think the cutter is just going to have to come back into play here. Uh, just more execution, more consistent execution, and, and Burns should should be able to shut this team down. All right. Well, Vinny Rotino, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, go get some sleep. We'll be with the rest of the listeners until 1 a.m. Uh, you go get to bed and get ready for another show tomorrow, all right? Let's do it. All right. See you, Dom. All right. Thanks, Vinny Rotino, joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Plenty more to come. A little bit later, we'll have Craig Council joining the show, or at least playing his audio from the presser. Some highlights from this game, including some defense, uh, and looking around the league as well. Plenty more to come on Brewers Extra Innings on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. the loss tonight for the Brew Crew. They lose ground in the wild card race. We're going to look around the out-of-town scoreboard here. I'm Dominic Catronio. If you want to join in, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. A couple of texts came in, one from Barb and Racine. Hira has some life. Adamas, Renfro, and Peterson are making a strong effort, but this team looks demoralized. Any thought as to why? Well, Barb, we did just talk about that with Vinny, and I know you texted that while we were talking with Vinny, but I'm going to echo what he said of just that they're looking for somebody to be the hero, and... It's so much of a burden to bear for one guy, right? For Willie to bring so much energy all the time for the Brewers. Or Mike Brasso had been a guy that brought a lot of energy for the Brewers, even when games that he wasn't playing in. Clearly, right now, the Brewers are just looking for something that not only is no one really truly hot, hot right now. Like, yes, Renfro has a nine-game hitting streak, but the majority of those hits have been singles. But for the Brewers, what they need to do and need to find is just that mojo of, okay, hey, he got a hit. Now it's my turn to get a hit. And not necessarily, you know, up there to draw a walk and to get on base. Like, let's see some swings. Let's see some aggressiveness. Let's see some mojo. Even the walks that they drew were, were kind of odd tonight because you could tell the pitcher Kyle Nelson just didn't have it. They were just up there auto-taking. It wasn't like they were working counts, working ABs. I mean, there was a couple long ABs against Davies today and obviously didn't really produce any uh, fruit for their labor in this contest as the Brewers only scored one run on a bases-loaded walk, and it was technically charged to Davies, even though he had already exited the game. It just, it, it, it sounds so simple. Like, you're at this point in the season, you're about a month to go, and you're still asking questions of who's going to carry the team is really more of a statement of what the team is. They're, they rely on the sum of their parts as opposed to a singular player carrying them to the finish line. And 
if you want to say, oh, that's a flaw, that's what they are, well, it's kind of a mixture of both things of that it's a flaw in that you don't have that for sure guy. And for two, it's also a little bit of underperformance because when Rowdy's hot, he's white hot. When Renfro's hot, he's white hot. Even Christian Yelich started to get going a little bit there at the end of July, early August, but then the Brewers got cold again. So it's a catch-22, right? You want to put the blame on something, but there's really nothing to blame. It's a collection of multiple things and multiple things happening over and over and over again. And for the folks that still want to point to the Josh Hader trade from August 1st and saying it tore up the clubhouse and tore everything up, I just want to point out the fact that the offense is the reason most of these games are losing, not the bullpen, because they're continued to ask, hey, it's a, it's 2-2, two to two, or hey, it's a 1-1, to one. can you keep this game tight? There's, there's big league hitters in the other dugout, too. You're not supposed, not supposed to have zero runs on the board, okay? You're not supposed to have just one run on the board. That's very hard to do, no matter who you're playing on the other side. So I just wanted to get that out of the way here. That's a good question, though, from Barb in Racine. Looking around the out-of-town scoreboard today, we mentioned it a little bit ago, but reiterating that the Dodgers got stomped by the Padres tonight, meaning the Brewers aren't gaining any ground in the wild card race. The good news, though, is that, well, Philly got stomped by San Francisco tonight, 13-1, to so Philadelphia and San Diego are virtually tied in that last two wild card spots, which the Brewers are 3.5 back. It's essentially 4.5 back right now for the last playoff spot. And if you do want to entertain the thought of, oh, maybe we can catch the Cardinals, uh, they're currently seven and a half back of St. Louis, who uh, beat up on Chicago today, eight to nothing back in St. Louis. So, I mean, I'm I'm ready to let that ship sail. The Brewers, by the way, are now under 500 on the road. They're 34 and 36, and they're only nine games above 500 at home, 35 and 26. Granted, once they get back home, 20 of their final 26 games will be at the friendly confines of American Family Field, but with some better opponents coming to town for a big homestand with the Cardinals, with the Yankees, uh, and also with the Mets. So it's not exactly getting easier just because you're at home for that stretch. And the Brewers, what signal is there to say that, oh, they're going to click back into gear right now? There isn't one. It's, it's it's Something's got to change, and it's got to change fast for the Brewers, to say the least. Elsewhere, in uh, baseball today, the White Sox trying to hang on for dear life into the wild card chase in the American League. They beat the Twins 4-3 to today. Right now, the White Sox find themselves six games back of the wild card spot. And as for the Central, they're three games back of Cleveland, who lost two starting pitchers today, by the way. Remember, it could always be worse, whereas you could be a starting pitcher that punches the ground and breaks your hand like Zach Plezak did today, uh, or the other day, I should say. He was placed on the injured list with a fractured hand for punching the ground. Uh, I mean, Brewers fans certainly know the feeling of that from last season. Minnesota still a game back, and the Brewers are obviously done with them, and it, it's wild because there are some entertaining races happening right now in the American League and the drama of the National League is at this point, assuming the Brewers on the outside looking in, is just going to be who's going to be hosting who? Is San Diego going to be going to Atlanta or is Philadelphia going to be going to Atlanta and then San Diego going to St. Louis to take, or rather, beg your pardon if the, if the playoffs started today St. Louis would be hosting Uh, San Diego for a three-game series, and Atlanta would be hosting Philadelphia for a three-game series. The last-place wildcard team will go to 
the division winner for three games, that last division winner, and then the number one and number two wild cards will face each other, which will then send them into the number one seed ranking, so that way it's guaranteed that the one seed will not face a division winner in the DS this season. So that's what it looks like right now, but none of that matters if the Brewers are on the outside looking in. They're still essentially four and a half games back. That's because of the tiebreakers. Tough one tonight, 2-1. to one. The Brewers... Quite frankly, the offense is cold. We know that. The walks are nice, but only an RBI on a walk just uh, can't work out. It's just one of those things that just the walks, you can't rely on them. You need to get the homer like Vinny said. We're going to get to some uh, sound from Craig Council here. We're going to praise Eric Lauer as well in the next segment. Uh, a lot more to talk about here. We'll be with you till the top of the hour until 1 o'clock. We're right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. It's a 2-1 to loss for the Brewers, but not all was bad in this one. The Brewers had a good crowd on hand. They're looking to try to split this series now against the Diamondbacks, but Eric Lauer, man, he pitched very, very well despite the loss in this contest. So he only allows two earned runs and a blip on the radar in the fifth inning. He pitched into the seventh. It's a quality start, six and two-thirds. Six hits, two runs, both earned, no walks, and five strikeouts. And better yet, no home runs allowed. Lauer kept the ball in the yard. He pitched great. He gets a tough luck loss and a quality start. He now falls to 10-6. and six. I mean, the, the, the Diamondbacks, they really didn't have much going on on the base paths. Emmanuel Rivera had himself a day against Lauer. He went 3-for-3 three three in the game, including a double. But he was the only Diamondback with multiple hits. In fact, Brewers pitching only yielded one walk on the whole day. That was Hobie Milner uh, coming in in the seventh inning. He walked Carson Kelly and then got Josh Rojas to end the inning. But the Brewers did not play poorly. It's pitching-wise and defense-wise, that is. And even when you see two errors in the Lions score tomorrow morning, it's not really a normal conventional two errors. One of the errors led to an out on the weird play by Colton Wong and then the epic heads-up play by Willie Donaldson to throw out the man at second base. So that error, yes, it has to be there for a guy to reach base, but at the same time, it's really not an error that ended up hurting the Brewers. And the other error was a catcher's interference call. So that has to show up on, on the box score. It wasn't that bad of a night for the defense. They had some great plays. Willie had a throw like 90 miles an hour, according to StatCast, across the diamond, deep in the hole. It's short. He made it look so easy. Rowdy Telez turned a clutch 3-6-3 double play. He made that look easy. Defense showed some brilliance. And there's moments that you could see a spark trying to kindle and trying to get going onto the, uh, let's call it wet tinder right now, where it's that just not, your kindling is wet. It got... It got soaked in the storm, and you're not able to light it right now. That's what it feels like the Brewers are trying to do with their offense and what they're trying to do with their with their team. They're trying to light, light a campfire, but it turns out their firewood's wet. So what are they going to do to fix it? Do they got to stay patient? Well, you don't have time to be patient. Winter is coming, if you will. Uh, as we talk about Eric Lauer's great start, let's hear from the man who put him out there. Craig Council was really, really a fan of what Eric Lauer did tonight and just trying to figure out what the heck is going on with the offense. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was it was a three hitter sequence. So it's you know, a couple guys hit balls hard, and three three hitters hit 
had had good swings on him. I mean, I'm sure that I didn't I didn't see the pitches. I'm sure they were a little more towards the middle of the plate. But I know the, the double to Rivera was just up, but. I mean, I thought it was up in the zone. Um, just maybe not not quite far enough, but didn't look like a bad pitch. So Eric pitched great. I mean, he pitched really well. Um, you know, we just we didn't score enough. What did you see the, with the difference with him of how his innings were so much more efficient than his last? Yeah, he was just he was just pounding the strike zone. I thought that was he was ahead, lots of strikes. Um, you know, came out, set a really good pace. Uh, so. I mean, I think those two things that, you know, the first innings just, I don't know if Eric's, Eric's just threw a lot of pitches in the first inning, um, kind of almost like command related, but today he was really sharp from the get go. Craig, you, there have been a lot of nights, probably more than you want, where you said you just didn't score enough. What do you, what do you think about just the offense kind of day to day? Yeah, I mean, certainly recently we've, we've had to say that too often. Um, and you know today was was a strange game, and we got a bunch of base hits, um, a bunch of singles, uh, you know, and didn't uh, you know we didn't really hit. We didn't have a ton of guys in scoring position actually, um, but you know, and nothing played after that really. Did they? Did they, does their bullpen present any specific challenges? You know, they they went to it early tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get you get four and a third from their bullpen or whatever we got. You'd hope you can put together uh, something, and I guess we did against the the first guy. But um, you know, next next four innings. Um, you know, we couldn't get much going. I mean, we, we we got some runners on base, but just nothing. You know, not, no no serious rallies where we got men on third or you know early scoring position, or anything like that. You mentioned just all the singles. I mean, how much are you guys missing the the extra base hits, whether it's homers or even just like you said. Yeah, I mean, that's you know that's how you score in this league. I mean, I, I think you know it was. It's just curious. We had only three runners in scoring position and had. Nine hits, bunch of walks. Um, so, kind of a strange offensive night for sure. Strange kind of feels like an understatement, you know. It's just twilight zone. Whereas, like even early in the game, the hits were bloopers. They just weren't getting anything done. Let's let's relive some highlights here. Coming up next, we'll be with you for another fifteen minutes or so here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Before you get snarky, but wait a minute, Dom, they've only scored one run in two games. There were highlights from this game. The Brewers fall by a final of 2-1, to one, but the Brewers, the defense, was taking center stage early in this contest with Eric Lauer on the mound, a man aboard after a broken bat blooper in the second inning. Colton Wong showing why that glove has a gold patch on it. Look at first in the 0-1 pitch, and it is a soft liner into the glove of Wong. Throws to first. Oh, they got him! What a play by Colton Wong to double off Rivera at first base. And the Brewers for the time being, are out of the inning. Lane Grindle on the call, and yep, they tried to think about challenging it. They decided to play on, and 
Colton Wong turns a clutch double play. This game was scoreless through four innings. Both Zach Davies and Eric Lauer going toe-to-toe. And mind you, there's baggage there. These two players were traded for each other in the Padres-Brewers deal that brought Luis Urias, of course, to the Brewers and also sent Zach Davies and Trent Grisham to San Diego. But now we go to the fifth inning. The Brewers' first two batters of the frame end up striking out against Davies. With activity in the bullpen, they were making Davies work long. And after 91 pitches and a single by Willie Adamas, he was done. They go to the bullpen and left-hander Kyle Nelson for the lefty Rowdy Tellez. With two righties behind him, obviously the plan was make sure you get Rowdy Tellez. Well, he didn't. He walked Tellez after a six-pitch battle. Then Hunter Renfro walked on five pitches. And all of a sudden... He completely lost command against Andrew McCutcheon. 3-0 pitch. And he missed inside. It is a bases-loaded walk, and the Brewers take a 1-0 lead. Nelson has come into this game, and he has walked all three batters he's faced. And the Brewers have done it all with two outs. Lane Grindle on the call once again, but the next batter was Jace Peterson. He would end up striking out to end the threat. So one run on the board just on a bases-loaded walk. The Diamondbacks getting ready for their second time through the order against Eric Lauer. Wasted no time in the bottom of the fifth for a response. A leadoff double by Christian Walker. Then with two strikes and nobody out, Emmanuel Rivera was having a great night. A look at second and the 2-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep center field. Mitchell racing back, and that is off the wall in center. Jogging around third and scoring is Christian Walker. It's an RBI double for Rivera. And this game is tied just like that at one apiece. In all, they would score two runs in the fifth inning. 14 pitches is all it took. Just two pitches after that double, the Diamondbacks took the lead. Look back at second, and the 1-0 pitch to McCarthy. Ground ball back up the middle into center field for a base hit. Around third is Rivera. Mitchell comes up throwing, and the throw is going to be off target. Diamondbacks take a 2-1 lead on an RBI single from Jake McCarthy. The Brewers would get a clutch double play to get out of that frame without further damage. So you figure there's no way two runs is going to win this game against the Diamondbacks bullpen, which ranks fourth worst in the National League according to ERA this season. But they hammered down. Reyes Moronta allowed just a single. That was all in the sixth inning. Then in the seventh inning, it was Kevin Ginkle. He allowed a single but had a pair of strikeouts. Then we go to the eighth inning. 1-2-3 against the All-Star, Joe Mansupply. And then finally, the Brewers had some life in the ninth. They are still trailing 2-1. A single by Colton Wong, a line shot in the right, put the tying run aboard, and the winning run at the plate with Willie Adamas on his 27th birthday, already with two hits in the game. He lined out the short, but nonetheless, two outs and a legitimate power threat. Left in the box, righty on the mound. Rowdy Telez works the count in his favor. 3-1. Telez sharply hit ground ball to second base. A flip to short where Perdomo is covering, and the Diamondbacks have taken the first two games of this series. They win it by a final tonight of 2-1. to one. That was the final out on a 3-1 pitch. Telez grounds out, and the Brewers fall 2-1. to one. We'll wrap things up after the break on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers fall by a final of 2-1 to one tonight. Not a lot of fun in this one to be had by the Brewers. The only RBI came on a bases-loaded walk. Not many opportunities to ring the bell with homers, but 
Don't re- remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. As we get ready to wrap things up here on the show, looking ahead quickly to tomorrow's game, Corbin Burns will get the ball for the Brew Crew. He'll be going up against the lefty Madison Bumgarner, and we've talked about the Brewers' struggles against Southpaws this season. They're under 500, facing left-handed starters, and Bumgarner is maybe a guy that you can get back on track against, given how tough it's been for him in the uh, second half of the season. Our coverage will begin at 6 o'clock with the Brewers warm-up tomorrow, live here from the Valley of the Sun. Uh, First pitch is a little earlier tomorrow as the Brewers will try to get back on track. And then the uh, game coverage will begin at 6.35 with the Menards on Deck show. And then I'm back with you again tomorrow after the game with Brewers Extra Innings. We have warm-up again on Sunday as well, starting at 2. And then Brewers Extra Innings then as well. Looking ahead now, the Brewers, look, 31 games to go. You don't need me to tell you this. You know the answer to this. The Brewers just need to win games. It's that simple. Craig Council said so yesterday. You heard him with his chat. It's frustrating to see the offense be as cold as it is. And some more stuff from the uh, clubhouse coming out now. This is from Adam McAlvey talking to Eric Lowry. He just says, I think we're just searching right now in the worst position they've been wild card wise and playoff wise for that matter. All season long. They're just searching right now. And the Brewers, I mean, they brought the Papa shot out here. You may have read that story. They're trying to get some camaraderie going in the clubhouse. They're trying to keep things light, trying to keep things loose, try to talk to each other, spend more time with each other on the road. But, you know, winning kind of takes care of a lot. And right now, when you're not winning, it's no fun. So the Brewers are looking for some fun right now to try to get back on track. And it's it's really now or never, pretty much. You're approaching the time when the, the Cardinals went on their insanity of a run that they were on last season when they won 17 games in a row. I don't know if the Brewers have 17 wins in a row in them, but it's going to have to take something like that at this point of the season for the Brewers to even sniff and think about making the postseason. They're essentially four and a half games back of a playoff spot and seven and a half back of the Cardinals in the division with only four more games head-to-head with them. It's going to be uphill uphill road here. It's going to be very, very tough, and it could end the postseason streak. But it's still got to play the games, see what happens next, and add them all up at the end of the season. And a couple of texts that were saying, like, you know what, I just hope they don't finish under 500. Yeah. I mean, that it's kind of shocking to say that could be in play right now. Losing two one-run games to the Diamondbacks, and or close games anyway, and Doug saying that they just can't bring any luck right now. I agree. Burns got to be on his game tomorrow, and, well, there's going to be a lot more pressure on the reigning Cy Young given how tight it has been for the Brewers' offense as of late. So, again, coverage will begin tomorrow with the Brewers warm-up coming at 6 o'clock tomorrow out here on the West Coast. Five, it is a 7-10 first pitch back in Milwaukee. For Justin Pottinger hitting our ones and twos back in Milwaukee, I'm Dominic Catronio live from Chase Field. And, well, the desert has not been kind to the Brewers in these first two games. They fall by a final of 2-1 to one tonight. Back at it tomorrow at 710. Until next time, keep on swinging.